Hi. Hi, everybody, and welcome to the 15th episode of Theories and Thoughts with Anya and Fancy. How y'all doing tonight? Sorry about last week. We had major technical difficulties. <laughs> nothing would go right last week. Nothing. Absolutely nothing. Every time we tried something, it didn't work. I mean, but we wanted to be here for y'all. It just didn't work. <laughs> I don't even want to think about last week, but I do apologize because I was mad. It probably really showed too, but yeah. <laughs> well, we will get on with the episode. Again, thank you guys for being in tune to Theories and Thoughts. Our first news, now we'll get into what's happening. Our first discuss, um, topic to discuss this afternoon is Mount Bellevue. Teen won't be able to walk at graduation unless he cuts his dreadlocks. Thoughts, Fancy? Well, uh, being that I have dreads, um, I did, you know, look at the article, which I didn't find much on it. But basically, they say that it's not the fact that he has dreads, but it's the length of the dreads. Now, one thing that I was curious about is, you know, um, a lot of, well, not at this time, but, you know, there are stages or periods of time where you see like Caucasian people with like the longer type of hair. But um, I don't really think that's in right now. So I was just kind of wondering, like, if they happen to have any Caucasian people, though, within his graduating class that also, you know, may have an issue with their hair length as well. But they said that the rule has been in place for, what, 30 years or so. So it's it's kind of a catch 22. It seems like they maybe should have let him know way ahead of time, you know, um, possibly as they were seeing his hair grow, especially if he was there for a full four years. But I just I don't know. I mean, can he not tie it up or something? My thought is I didn't see where it said the length. I'm glad you caught that. Um when I was looking over everything and also watching the news, because it is here in Texas, they were saying that it wasn't about the hair, that it was more about black and white. And I agree with you, more Caucasian people, they wear their hair long. So what's the deal? Hey, Sharona, what's the deal with him having it long? It's not like, so long down his back, they look like their shoulder length. Yeah. To me. <clears throat> so there was a um, panel discussion with the school board. They were saying that white, um, Caucasian, however way you want to say, um, are making rules for black people. Now, my thought is, why do we constantly want to be a part of things that they don't want us to be a part of. Why we can't just make our own stuff. That's part of my thought. Because these things keep coming up. Different things. Oh, they're changing the rules because they don't like our hair. There was a situation in Louisiana, in New Orleans area. I think it was on the West Bank, where a young, a young lady, she wore her hair natural or something like that. And she, no, she had braids in her hair. And the school put her out basically because of that um it goes back to as you said how long was he going to school he's a senior now they didn't see his hair being the way that it was before they didn't notice all these things um they didn't notice the length 
You know, I'm sure everybody at that school don't have short hair. So what's up? That's my thought. Well, also, um, I know to, just want to know that I think they did say that there was no diversity within the school board either. So um, when you said that about the white people making rules for black people, just noting that. But I don't know. I mean, it seems like I, I don't know if they're going to change it, especially if he's the only one. You know, maybe if there was somebody else that had, was dealing with the same issue. But by just being him, to be honest, I think he might have to cut it unfortunately because i know how it feels you know i mean like i haven't ever cut my locks but i would never want to so i just yeah well i pray that he don't have to cut his locks um if it is what they say a matter of the length maybe he can lift it up and everybody else that have long hair can lift it up it's so unfair and that's not cool moving on amtrak conductor tried to force naacp exec to give up her seat I mean, will we Rosa Parks now? <laughs> After checking this out, I was like, really? We're still doing this? This is 2020. This is this is what we're doing in 2020, making people give up their seats because other people want it. From what I can tell from the story, she was they they the conductor said that they wanted to keep a certain area with no one in it. They wanted to keep those seats um, clear. Okay, well, put that person where you trying to put me. Well, now they said that after they first told her that they had someone that they were gonna seat there. So for one, that's not even totally making sense, you know, because initially they were saying they were going to seat someone else there. But I actually did some research and Amtrak has had quite a few incidents like uh, pertaining to racism. Um, there was in 2012, a 60-year-old woman, Miss, what's her name? Miss Murtis McMillan. Um, they made her give up her seat and like she actually gave it up to a white couple. So she was suing them in 2012. I did not get to see what the results were, like if she actually won that suit or not. But then also in 1998, they had another suit actually from um, some employees that were saying that, you know, that they experienced racism on the job. So Amtrak still has a lot to work on, seems like it. And then even in this instance with her um, situation, she mentioned that, well, like as the news reports have been going on, you know, kind of following up with things, Amtrak released a statement saying, you know, like that they apologize, they're investigating the incident, but that they are also going to work like because she was tweeting them initially. So they're yeah. like, they're gonna, yeah, so they were like, they're going to work to respond um, faster, you know, like this, that they that that incident happened to bring that to their attention that they need to respond faster to those type of things on social media. But overall, um, I, she didn't really seem mad, though. I mean, she seemed mad, but, you know, not just go off mad. And it could have been because of her position, you know, with her career and everything. But, yeah. That's what, what I was thinking. I was like, because she said that she wasn't. Sorry, our guest was, was messaging me. Um, <laughs> she was she actually said that she said, you know, She's been coming to Amtrak. She's even was in an accident with them, and she is always using Amtrak. But I think um, that she really wanted know, like to. This, this, um, this. Sorry, put. <laughs> she really wanted to put it out there, and I guess that's the new way to communicate with people. Find out, um, tweet them, 
and get their um get their attention because people don't want bad press. Yeah. I, I hey, some smell fishy to me. I just kind of think at the end of the day, they might, you know, do some type of training or something, you know. Like but, Starbucks. Yeah. Because, <laughs> I mean, but it was sad. And, and she noted that, too, you know, that it was sad that that occurred the weekend before Martin Luther King Jr. weekend. Well, the date mm -hmm. observance. So, um but she said she continued to use them again. And actually, the the accident that she was in, it seems like it was a major accident. I think maybe she said it was like 2015 or something. Well, like she was actually injured 2012. Mm -hmm. Okay. So I was like, well, she's still loyal to him. So, but I think she did just, you know, want to maybe highlight it get their attention. And I know I will tweet a company um, oftentimes like for support, you know, if they're not responding to an email, then it is a lot easier a lot of times to get their attention via Twitter. Because again, they don't want bad press. Yeah. Moving on. Our our next um, our next story is Rutgers University would name its first black president. And Jonathan Holloway would be the first, um, was will be the 21st president of Rutgers. He will um, start his tenure July 1st after a successful after successful tenures at Northwestern as a provost and chief academic officer overseeing academic, academic uh, not academic, educational policies and academic um, priorities. What is going on with me? And he was also a dean at Yale. So he is very prestigious. And we say congratulations, Mr. Holloway. Congrats. Also, I just want to note that um, while he was an athlete, like in his high school years, he said that he actually went to, um, I can't remember the exact school, but the school that he went to, he was supposed to be playing football, but he was like, he only got to like play like one play and he wasn't even prepared for it at the time. But they're looking forward to like Ruggers is looking forward to him joining the team because they're trying to find a balance between academics as well as their athletics department. And so he's supposed to be putting a lot of attention to their athletics department as well as the um, um, the outgoing president left like a deficit of it was some millions of dollars. I like I had it down in my notes, but I don't see it off top. But so um they've been like trying to basically like I guess regroup or recover, you know, rebrand themselves. So he has some issues to kind of work out, but and that is kind of like oftentimes it makes you think, you know, we oftentimes get those positions when there's something wrong, then they place us in those positions to fix it. But Overall, mm. it is great because in 253 years, he is the first black president. So, yeah. Hey, representation is so important. If kids don't see that they can be that particular thing, well, if they don't see it, they don't believe that they can be it a lot of times. Um, representation is very, very, very important. That's why it's so important. People always say, well, why, you know, why do people get excited? You know, why do black people get excited whenever, um, whenever, you know, someone new and, and it's so, it's such a shame that we're still having these conversations. Oh, this is the first black, this, this is the first black that, you know, it is a situation of, it shouldn't be the first black anything anymore to me in my mind. 
Well, I will say I'm certain that it still probably feels good to be the first black as well as um, as far as just the representation. It just made me think about, you know, how how our youth are so into social media. So those type of things, you know, they do get to see that. And I'm certain it does make an impression on them. Definitely, definitely make an impression on them. And, you know, I take pride in being the woman that I am in my society and my um in my home, especially to my nieces and nephews, that I'm the woman that I am because, you know, so many times what people see is, oh, she's that. You know, we we come up with different ideas because this is the only thing that we see. Whenever yeah. that's the only thing that we see, that's why I feel like, you know, representation is so important. That's why I really wanted to do that story. We're becoming more and more presidents of um, prestigious universities and different things. He was a dean at Yale, that's big, you know? Yeah. And it's it's a shame that we have to come in and clean up other people's mess, but hey, we've been doing that for some years now, huh? Yeah. <clears throat> <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> we have a couple of minutes before our guests arrive. Well, uh, I can go into our sponsor this for the evening, who is Arthur Troya Bishop. Um, Troya is actually based out of the Atlanta area. She is the CEO and founder of the Parental, I'm sorry, the Parental Empowerment Institute. But she also has several titles under her bed built. One of those is the Answer to Racism, as well as um, she recently released her other book, The Answers to Intimacy. And then she also has another book, which I think is really cool because Toya is like, Troya's really breaking down communication when you really look at it, like with all of her, uh, with her book series, I guess you would call it. She, everything is kind of like teaching you how to better communicate, whether it be with your kids or your partner, your spouse, you know, but her um, third book is, if I'm not mistaken, because we didn't note this one, but it is... Um, why men need oral sex and like uh and women need in intimacy or something look you know what? but but she actually like you got to check it out because she and i discussed it in her interview that's on the website she is our arthur spotlight so you all can um just read more about troy and then also her um link as well as her instagram will be listed you know throughout the crowd that we're going to be sharing here but we do have tanda looks like she um I see, I see her in the lobby, but I don't see her on the screen just yet. Okay. Tonight we will be talking self-defense with Tonda Lindsay. Right. So while um while I'm waiting on her to uh to appear, then I can go ahead on and read her bio. Just let you all know a little bit a bit about her. So Tonda Lindsay is a self-defense instructor, veteran police officer and entrepreneur. With over a decade of policing experience in Metro Atlanta, Tonda witnessed up close the tragic effects of what can happen when women and girls alike are not equipped to deal with threats and threats to their safety. While transitioning out of law enforcement, she decided to officially do something about the issue and empower females around the country in self-defense. She initially consulted and trained with one of the nation's go-to experts, Steve Cardian, on issues of women's safety. After that experience, she combined her knowledge coupled with her personal experience and police officer training to birth Empowered Defense in 2013. So, uh, some, I should run the same tasers and stuff. 
Hey Tonda, can you, uh, uh, can you um, see us here? Can you see me? Can you hear us? Right. Okay. So I'm about to go ahead on and bring you in. I just wanted to make certain. All right. Uh, one second. All right. And now you are in. How are hey, you doing? Hi, everybody. How are you? Can you hear us just fine? Uh, yes. Loud and clear. Loud and clear. For sure. Say survivor. I'm sure there's a story behind that. <laughs> yes. Uh, survivor mentality. That's, that's what it is. So on the back, I kind of um, uh, took from, you know, the Destiny's Child song. I'm a survivor. Oh, <laughs> so, you can. Yes, I teach self-defense, you know, it's safety, but it's just life in general. You know, we all have survived something, um, whether it's small or big. So, yeah, it's, it's a mindset. Self-defense is a mindset. Wow. I agree with that. And I, I just um, I did do your bio while we were waiting on you to come on. So they do know a little bit about you. But tell us a little bit about yourself as well as about your brand, Empowered Defense. Awesome. Well, um, I founded Empowered Defense in 2013 as I was like transitioning out of law enforcement. And um, I didn't want to just abandon all of my experiences and knowledge and all that stuff and leave it there. So I'm like, how can I? Uh, transition this into a different platform in a way. Mm -hmm. And um, self-defense kind of came to me. And then uh, I found some techniques that actually worked that women can remember in times of stress and that you didn't have to study martial arts for to remember, you know, for years. It's not a discipline that um, will take a lot of time to be able to study and implement. So Coupled that with what I already had and uh, started teaching self-defense classes. So that's a little bit about it. I, I wrote a book last year. Actually, yesterday was my anniversary, my book anniversary. Oh, congratulations. <laughs> anniversary. Thank you. So um, I, I launched a book last year called F Fear. It's a modern day women's self-defense guide. And the book came out of me teaching in the classroom and not really having the time to tell women everything they need and girls, everything they need to be able to reduce their risk of being attacked, you know, stay safe, how to create a safety plan, like all this information and knowledge. But I was only with them for an hour. And the fact that I may never see them again, self-defense is more than just fighting. You know, there's a lot that comes before that, that we really have control over um, in reference to our response, our preparedness for it. And nobody knows about it. So I put it all in the book. <laughs> Look, I like that because um, I listened to one of your other interviews and I noticed that you mentioned something like you kind of take a more holistic approach to self-defense, correct? Correct. Absolutely. Um, when you talk about, you know, protecting yourself, you are your greatest asset. So when you have confidence and awareness and when you trust your gut and you know how to tap into that God-given intuition, it not only affects your safety, um, but it affects every aspect of your life, how you communicate with people, you know, your job, your relationships, um, your willingness to, to face fear in different areas of your life and conquer those things that really, you know, you may be afraid to do. So I just see a transformation all around. Right. Now, Anya, did you, because I know I have questions, but, but do you have questions, Anya, before I go into mine? 
You see how she just take over an interview? Introduction. <laughs> okay. Um, my question would be, what would, what would be some some primary steps that you would tell um someone when they come to your class, like someone like me? You know, we initially um wanted to get you on because of Stalker Awareness Month and all the stalking cases that had been going on. So if I felt like I had a stalker, you know, what is something that I can do? You know, I guess that was two part questions. My, I'm sorry. <laughs> no problem. Well, something that I created um, that I call the swivel technique are the basic self-defense principles that can help you stay safe in general. And this includes um, even stalking because again, intuition, is really your alarm system. And as women, a lot of times we discount the things that we're feeling, that we really know, okay, something don't feel right. Like, right. Um, and we discount that because, you know, you don't want to hurt somebody's feelings. You may um, just be uncomfortable and not want the confrontation, you know, a million reasons, right? But we really have to start trusting our instinct and trusting our gut. And there's a real brain-gut connection, and, and part of that is why. So we have fear signals that our body is wired to really stay safe. So the, back to the swivel technique. <laughs> when, um, when I was teaching class, well, when I teach class, I was telling my students, you know, keep your head on a swivel. You need to know what's going on around you, right? But <laughs> I couldn't. What? I would like this. <laughs> Yeah. So, you know, keep your head on a swivel. And I, I prayed about it because really I couldn't, I was always missing, like just off the top of my head, I would always miss a technique. I mean, a principle. So I'm like, God, I need an easier way to remember these principles. Cause if I can't remember, I know they can't remember all of them. Um, and so I was already telling them that. And really what I got was um, an acronym. The S stands for scan your surroundings. And that is a part of the awareness part, right? Uh, w, we, not me. There's power in people. So once you're by yourself, it increases your vulnerability. Yeah. So with people, I, intuition, we already talked about that. You got to trust your gut. Start listening to what your body, how your body is reacting, what that little voice in your head is saying, um, and really take action on it because it's better to be safe than sorry. The, vo the V is voice speaks victory. So a lot of times we can de-escalate situations. We can um, really save ourselves from situations just by using our voice. Maybe it's screaming. Maybe it's just verbalizing a command, you know, stay away from me, get back, calling for help, you know, use that voice. And then E is escape, don't wait. If you can run away from a situation, do that. It's okay. So knowing your escape routes, you know, taking a self-defense class, knowing how to defend yourself, that helps you escape. Um, and then L is my favorite. Levels save lives. And levels are basically barriers. A barrier can be other people. Um, it can be your car, a, a locked door. Barriers are putting distance between you and a threat. So if somebody can't physically get to you, then it's a lot harder to harm you, right? Right. So that principles um, kind of put into uh, the swivel technique, and it's something you can easily remember to just reduce your risk of uh, attack. So back to the stalking. Most of the times, 
people who are being stalked, it's somebody that they know. And um, it's never the person's fault. It's not, that's not what it's about, but it's about, again, reducing your risk, um, taking action immediately. When you get those signs, when you see those signs, taking threats seriously, alerting people, uh, authorities about what's going on. And really, um, I can't harp enough on uh, intuition. So, fancy. Oh, oh, since I didn't, I didn't know if she was totally done. But I wanted to know. Um, <clears throat> yeah, those are just a few things that I would say. Um, and like I said, the biggest thing is just really intuition um, and, and believing when people show you who they are, believing it. And so just because I know, like, I mean, usually, especially when we really practice our intuition, then it, we strengthen it and, you know, you can kind of be certain. But I'm just curious, and this is possibly, I mean, it's not even totally self-defense, but I'm just wondering in an instance where is maybe your intuition is wrong, like, how do you even play it off? Just thinking, you know, because now, because, because now though, we have possibly a, even more heightened awareness because there is so much in the news, you know? So I'm just yeah. wondering, like, what would you just say? I'm sorry, because also I was thinking about when you said that about using your voice. And I know oftentimes, um, just from stuff we saw on TV, you know, people, are, people will get quiet, whereas you would think, oh, why don't they scream, you know? But then I'm like, well, what if you do scream or you do do something? Do you just apologize to that person if it's really not, you know, that type of situation? Well, the thing is, you really don't know. Um, and the way I see it, if if a man, well, it can be a woman too, I guess, but predominantly it's usually, you know, for a female, other men um, that you may know or have an acquaintance with, or maybe we're dating, et cetera. Um, I actually had a friend of mine currently who was being stalked. She didn't know who the person was. At least it wasn't, it may be somebody she knows, but it's not anybody who she's aware that she knows. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I would say apologize. Hey, you know, my bad. But just think of it as it's okay to be wrong. Like it's okay to make a mistake. And if that person is vested in your safety, then they will be okay with that too. Like if you're wrong and maybe they had no ill will towards you, then the fact that, cause I, I look at it like this. I am my sister. I am my brother. You know, people say I am my brother's keeper, sister's keeper. No, I am them. So I am invested in my sister or my brother's safety and their well-being. And if I need to do something to make them feel safer, then I'm going to do that. And if they were wrong because of something that they felt, then it's going to be a conversation that will help them understand what they were feeling so that they can maybe alter uh, or learn from that situation versus like somebody going off and calling me out my name because oh, they weren't trying to attack me or follow me. Right. No, it's not like that. So trust your gut. If you're wrong, it's okay. But at least you're safe. Right. Okay. I, I was just curious about that. Did that but, answer um, or kind of answer your question? I apologize. No, no, you really did. Because initially, I mean, I had other questions, but just as you were speaking, that just kind of came to mind like, well, wait, what if you're wrong? Because I guess I'm just, I'm one of those type of people that um, always kind of, you know, 
I always, I, I'll, you're yeah, but there's always be kind of a little bit something else that kind of makes me wonder. But so now you go through the, um, you first teach the swivel method to them, well, those steps, right? Well, that process, that thought process. But then you also teach them physical moves. So in the beginning, we just talk about, you know, just self-defense in general, why it's needed. Um, I harp on creating a safety plan. And in my book, F Fear, like I have a whole chapter on that to help people prepare because my thing is for people people to be proactive versus reactive about their safety. We're we are reactive by nature. We're people uh, are reactive by nature. But it's really, um, we need to get on the other side of that and be proactive so we can reduce our risk. So uh, we go over those principles and then we jump into the fun stuff. And, you know, just usually I start people out in the worst position possible, uh, which is you are about to be sexually assaulted. Because mentally, if you know you can get out of whatever that worst position possible is, then everything that's going to come before that, uh, relatively anyway, is going to be easier. So again, it goes back to mindset and really training your brain. Um, because if it's like, if, if you're fighting somebody off and it's like your brain is processing this and it's like, okay, what if, what if, can I last longer? What if this happens? If, if, you know, I can't win, uh, or if I'm not getting the upper hand, okay. At least I know if I still have to fight this person off and I get to this worst position possible, I know how to get out of it. Like I know what I can do. So it's really a mental game. And it's a mindset and preparing yourself for the, the worst and um, not being afraid of it. So, you know, I talk about scenarios and just being aware of, of how things happen. So if you are faced with it, if you see it, you're not shocked as much by it. Because it's like, oh, I've seen this before. I know how this goes. Right. Um, usually there's nothing new. I mean, yeah, technology. But in, in general, people have the same MO that they had 20 years ago, 100 years ago. Um, so, Anya, look, I'm, Anya, I'm trying to give you some space. Do you do you have another question? <laughs> oh, oh my goodness! No, we do this all the time. It's so funny. What should be in your safety plan? Um, safety plan. You should definitely start thinking about what the what would you do's of the world. You know, what would I do if somebody. Um, made me feel uncomfortable if you know I told them not to come any closer and they continue to it's all about setting boundaries and a lot mm -hmm. of us haven't done that you know it's a lot of gray area in our lives but we really need to think about uh, what makes me uncomfortable at what point am I like not feeling safe in certain situations whether it's a relationship you know um, personal, relationships, work relationships, whether it be when you're just out, you know, traveling, um, start and at home, you know, we're, we're supposed to be safe at home, but we all know, as we've seen, there really is no safe place. The park, our, our churches. So really start thinking about what would you do? What would you do um, if you had to, you know, walk home at night? Because you got a flat tire. Well, don't walk home. But, you know, if you got, if you got stranded on the side of the road, um, from the little things to the big things, what would you do? Um, if somebody was stalking you, have a safety plan. Um, if you felt like somebody was following you, I used to take a different route home periodically from work. You know, as a police officer, 
I don't trust nobody out here. <laughs> so, you know, I was always aware, especially when I was on the graveyard shift um, at night of going home. Sometimes I would go the opposite route in my neighborhood. So just being aware of your surroundings. And again, if you are in an unfamiliar environment, then what does that mean? That means your uh, senses need to go up because you don't um, know as much about that environment. So maybe you need to pay more attention to the street signs or landmarks or people and, you know, the energy that's going on, you know. So in certain situations, you probably can let, you know, a little guard down. Others, it needs to go up and pay more attention. Okay. So are there um, now, I mean, so apparently, as I'm saying now more, you are, like you said, being more proactive as opposed to like actually having to fight somebody off in a situation. And I'm not just so gung cold to fight anybody or anything, but I was, I was kind of <laughs> like fighting is not what you want to do. Um, you know, it sounds good. Oh, I beat somebody's behind and oh, we went toe to toe and I came out the victor. But really, if if you are fighting for your life, that's not a situation you want to be in. As right. much as possible, you want to apply those steps um, and those safety principles and everything that you can do before that to really not have to physically fight. Okay. Y'all know, y'all know I really want to say, but if you do have do have to fight, I'm just kind of curious. Could you give us like, is there like, cause in my mind, um, and I think even just it may have been, I don't know if it was you that mentioned this in the interview, because I know it was um some other guest on, well, you know, the host on with you, but somebody mentioned a shoe. So it just kind of made me think, like, is you know, are there certain little things we as women might can be more mindful of that we could use as a weapon or a certain spot, you know, anything like that? Let me tell you guys, there are no rules when it comes to yours. You only have one asset. You only have one asset. So there are no rules. If you feel like your life is in danger or you're being threatened, a shoe, a pencil, a pen, a table, a taser, um, you grab what you feel is necessary. But at the end of the day, if you don't have anything, you need to know how to use these and how to use your feet and how to use this right here. And this, which is your biggest asset, your brain. Um, so that's why I harp on training your brain. But the red zone is, you know, the head. And when I say red zone, your target areas, right? Mm -hmm. um, head, the torso, the groin, like all that up in here um, is where your target is. And then as a woman, you need to understand what your strengths are. You can't fight a man like a man. So if you sit up there, and I don't know if you guys seen this video, I posted it on my Instagram page last year, but this lady and a guy, a bartender, um, had gotten to an argument, I think, over like a parking space or something. But, um, you know, he was a racist or whatever, and they were having a verbal altercation. And I believe he was in her face and, you know, kind of aggressive, but he didn't strike her. But she threw the first hit, and I think she either... Uh, slapped him or kind of punched him and that was it she was like one and done and he came back and started punching her and so it's like you need to understand how to use your strengths you need to be prepared um it's not gonna be one and done if you're gonna uh start a fight and throw the first punch it needs to be continuous whatever your strike is 
So, um, because that's what happened was she, he got hit in the face. He hit her back. That's what a man is going to do. It's going to be blow for blow. So where are we stronger as women, upper body or lower body? Lower. Exactly. So our strengths are not the same as a man. So if you get attacked within the first few seconds, likely you're going to end up on the ground. Now, most of us as females, that's not a place where we're comfortable. You know, you feel vulnerable on the ground, but really that can be for you. So um, you need to know what to do. You need to learn how to kick, how to protect yourself. That really is a leverage point for you. But many women don't know that. Um, so they have fear about being on the ground. But a ground, the ground is your friend. You can do so much on the ground because we are stronger with our legs. So that's what I um, teach. And really, when it comes to fighting, you just have to start learning yourself. Start learning um, the art of, of really fighting in a way, but not just physical, but it's, it's the mental part, the verbal part. Everything that comes before that is strategy. So your safety plans, knowing your strikes. You know, I teach hammer fists, elbows. Again, we can't fight like a man fights. We have to fight a little different. We have to fight like a girl. <laughs> and that's okay. So, yeah. You know, high heel off, that's fine. Just know where to, where to enter uh, that heel into that person's eye or throat or whatever. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, at the temple, I always yeah. tell people I'm from New Orleans. We learn how to fight with everything. I'll pick up a computer and hit you with it. Okay. There are no rules. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And well, I, I really asked that question, but one thing I, um, even with you, I'm sorry, one thing that you said throughout it, um, oftentimes, like when people are in altercations, you know, I've always been one to think that. Oh, I'm not going to hit anybody back because nine out of 10 in, they're really going to be ready to hit me. So it's funny to hear you say that because I will say growing up, it was always like, you know, uh, somebody hits you, you hit them back. But from what you're saying, you know, it's better to just outthink them in the first place. But, you know, you really don't want to go through the whole process of hitting them back unless you're a little bit more. No, I'm sorry if I'm if I misinterpreted that uh, or miss uh, explain that the wrong way. So I'm glad you said that because. I was going to go over this earlier and then because something you said made me think about it and then I lost my thought. Um, so there's something, a myth that if you do fight back, you will be injured at a greater rate. And that's not true because there's something called a hard target and a soft target. If somebody is looking to attack you, um, if they're threatening you, they want an easy target. So they want somebody who's going to comply. They want somebody who's not going to fight back, who's not going to scream. They want somebody who, you know, seems like they could be easily controlled. So when it comes to protecting yourself, you do need to fight back. Um, likely going to cause that person to go find an easier target. Because yeah. when you go kicking and screaming, um, have you ever tried to pick up like a toddler from the floor who don't want to go anywhere? Yeah. <laughs> it's just, yeah it, it's <laughs> So um, you want to make it as hard as possible through back, through, you know, levels and barriers, you know, the swivel technique. You want to make it as hard as possible by being a hard target, somebody who is confident. And that goes with how you're presenting yourself, your energy, the fact that you're making eye contact, the fact that you're telling somebody, hey, get away from me. 
um, that you were indicating that you are a hard target. You are somebody who is not going to be easily controlled, uh, manipulated, who is not going to do what they say because you want them to face their fear, which is getting caught and getting hurt. So by fighting back, by screaming, by um, making a scene, you are helping that attacker, that threat face their fear. Um, and you're increasing your opportunity of escaping and coming out of that situation alive and less harmed. I'm so glad we, you know, we went there and like further, you ex further explain that. I'm glad that we caught that because I was really under the pressure. Not, okay. That is not <laughs> what I was saying. But in the, in the example, I'm like, no, you can't just hit somebody and then just stand there. They are going okay. to hit you. <laughs> okay. So, so if that's what you choose to do, I'm just saying, follow it up with some combinations. <laughs> crazy like if you're gonna hit a man first be prepared it's coming back at you like 10 times worse right. um <laughs> but yeah if you can avoid all that of course hey walk away um call for help whatever but definitely fight back <laughs> so um do you have any other events or projects that you care to share before we wrap up Absolutely. So I um, started a coaching program. So I do one-on-one -on -one coaching. I'm launching a membership program. So uh, stay tuned for that. You guys can follow me at Empowered Defense on Instagram and Facebook. Um, the FBR Chick as well on Facebook. But I'm always doing classes around the country. Um, I'll go abroad this year. And um, doing speaking engagements with the book, which is F Fear. This is the book. Uh, there we go. Mm -hmm, uh, yeah. Modern Day Women's Self Defense Guide. Um, and these are my sh my hoodies. So if you guys want that too, but hey, I come to churches, nonprofits. Um, if you have a friend girl group, or actually, I just did a mommy and daughter class in Atlanta last month. That was amazing um, because we have to start younger. Yeah. It's when we're starting, you know, in college or, you know, once we good and grown in 30s and 40s, this should be like our ABCs and one, two, threes. We have to start training our, our young women and girls, our young girls, even the boys too, how to protect themselves, how to listen to their bodies and you know their, their intuition. So when they get older, it's not a foreign thing to them. Right. Yeah. Totally yeah. agree. Thank you so much for joining us tonight. Thank you guys for having me. I really appreciate it. Hopefully those are some gems for you guys. And um, I'm doing a webinar. Actually, sorry, I forgot. Saturday. <laughs> I'm doing a, a webinar on Saturday and going more in depth about these things, talking about um, everything in the book as well. So it's a self-defense webinar um, going over everything you guys can do now and some techniques as well. Okay. Well, all right then. Thank you so much, Tunda, for coming on. And also, um, I do have your link in your IG in the crawler. So if anybody else, you know, if you want to visit her website or follow her on Instagram, then definitely check out the crawler. And um, you, you have anything else? Nope. Just thank you, cause Fancy always talking about how she ain't gonna fight somebody, and I'd be like, girl, I wish they would. They don't wanna come. Come to New Orleans, baby. <laughs> All right. Like, She'll be like, I'm not doing that. I'll be like, girl, I'm gonna knock them out. They been they don't want this. Tell move. Yeah, you're a hard target. I like that. <laughs> Thank you so much. I appreciate it. 
All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. That was good. Yeah. That was good. It really was. And very informative because I just, it was still like a lot of things that I just wouldn't have just automatically thought of. You know, I don't really oftentimes think of self-defense stuff. And when she was like, what if, what if, I would probably be the what if, what if person, you know? So I'm glad that, you know, I'm, that I actually listened and I'm going to definitely retain all of it. I'll probably end up watching this again. <laughs> See, and I'm just the that. Songs, I was like, so I can remember that part too. Yeah. Like watching where people are. And that's, that's how I am in self-defense. I'm always watching my environment. I remember when I used to um, work out outside um, in some other apartments and this guy was like, I, it is so amazing you're here every day. And that spooked me, even though he was saying, you know, thank you. You I mean not thank you. He was I was saying thank you to Allison. But <laughs> <laughs> sorry. Um, although he was giving me a compliment, I got spooked and I was like, I'm not going that way no more. Because he if he's seen that there was a pattern, other people can see that there's a pattern. And um it's really that was really good. That was really good. So yeah. Moving and on. Well, oh well, I I was gonna go into our uh oh, you're gonna talk about the mugs, tumblers. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. Thirsty, wait, how, what did what did what did she name? Never, never thirsty tumbler. Better in 2020. Yes, as y'all can see. Um Fancy and I have been drinking out of our mugs tonight. I drink out my mug every day. How about that? My water. I just have water. It's just water today. Anyway, so in order um, to purchase your tumbler, please go on our website. You can find the link um, on our website, and I put it in the um, in the comments. Also, they are thirty five dollars. Go ahead and support us, y'all. Support us. We coming out with some more apparel, also, but. The first thing is the tumblers because we like tumblers. And why not represent ourselves? And it's so important to stay hydrated. Also, um, Anya has been going hard with the swagger get fit challenge in the group. I've been slacking still, but I have been working out though. I just hadn't had much time to try to like talk to y'all or anything, but you know, I've still been doing my little yoga thing and my stretching and so on. So I'm still active. I just gotta talk. Bad, I guess. Oh, oh, that's what it is. Um, if you if you are on this um getting fit journey, swag her fit challenge is where you want to be. We do talk about um my girl, she been post oh my goodness, she's been posting her food, her workouts. She's just doing it big, 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 big. And it's it's really good food. She's fasting also, so yeah, I know I stop fasting Sunday, so we're gonna see how this eating gonna go after that. But I've been doing really good and I've lost a lot of weight. I post my weight every week to just show that I am still doing this thing. And it's, it's, it's good to be around other people that's trying to do the same thing. So, Right. And also, uh, tonight's sponsor is uh, Win Tour 2020, which is uh, um, they're starting off in Baltimore January 31st through February the yeah, January 31st through February 1st. But then they also have four other cities that are listed. And this tour is pre- presented by Women Ignite Now. Um, 
let me share the crawler with you all. But the tour does focus on female founded startups and companies. So um, I know that we have a lot of women, womanures, womenpreneurs, entrepreneurs, femalepreneurs out there, whatever you identify as. But um, this is definitely something that you all should check out. So the link tree, the link tree link is there that you all can visit and learn more about the tour. We are proud to be um, part of them, the tour, kind of as a media sponsor for them. Also, um, Women Ignite Now is another or is a full organization within itself. So they also provide other resources and services. Um, you all can check them out as well. But definitely check out the tour. I know that it's also going to be stopping in Atlanta, if I'm not mistaken. But the first Again, the first leg of the tour is going to be in Baltimore. So you all can visit their website or follow them on Instagram at WinTour20. That's W-I-N-T-O-U-R 20, as it is listed here. And also um, for the announcements, Anya, I didn't know if you had many announcements, but I do want to let you all know that tomorrow, okay, <laughs> tomorrow I'll be on live hangouts with Tahiria Savannah. Uh, she's going to be interviewing me at 8 p.m. Eastern time. That's 7 Central time. We're going to be live on Instagram, on her Instagram. So her IG handle is I let the good times roll. We are sharing it flyer. It has like uh, she and I on there in, in pink. And then um, also I wanted to let you all know that we just finished up the flyer for Women's Empowerment Week 2020 here in Baton Rouge, where we will be partnering with Sisters of Empowerment, who actually, you know, they present this week. I think this is maybe the third or fourth year that they've hosted Women's Empowerment Week, and it is growing to be like an even bigger thing. I'm just proud that we've been able to participate over the years and share the events. But this year, we're going to be doing a special edition travel book to go along with the week. So if you're hosting an event, or if you just want to show your support for Women's Empowerment a week and spotlight your brand, then you can contact us or um, one of the members of Sisters of Empowerment. Um, many of you all may know Nadia Francois. Um, she is the founder of the organization. So I did not include that info there, but you all can reach out to us via advertiserswagger.net or you all can reach out to Nadia. Um, her Facebook is Sisters and it's Sistars. So S-I-S-T-A-R-S -S of Empowerment and get more information about that. And we'll also be sharing that flyer. And if you all hadn't noticed, we do have several collaborations with other media outlets in the works, whereas you can be featured on our platform as well as theirs. Um, if you're following Jarmel, our VP of marketing, then he is he's like always sharing some of those. So I know that there is a uh, business of greatness, the Freedom Train Network, um, Meet the World Image Solutions. That's three that I know of off top that I know that we've partnered with, whereas you can get that collaboration. So you'd be featured on our platform and then they'd also interview you or feature you on theirs. Most of those are actually um, other podcasts. So it's like, you know, it would be uh, either audio or video interview. And that is all that I have announcement wise. So let's, you have anything to add to that? I was going to say, if you haven't yet, our contributor, Joseph Ward, did an excellent job, excellent, mm -hmm. excellent job in um, breaking down the where do we go from here mm -hmm. um, speech by Martin Luther King. It is on our YouTube. It's our YouTube and our website. Right. Um, so you can catch it either where our YouTube is Swag Her Mag, for those who don't know. Um, but it, it was excellent. It, I mean, I, I never heard the speech. 
Fancy brought up the speech and we contacted him and he had no problem with getting it done. He did it very, very, he did an excellent job. Also, I watched so many times. I'm sorry to cut you off. I just got to say that because I watched, like, I just kept watching it. I wanted to really take in everything that he said because he was dropping so much knowledge in it. I was, I was so proud of us and him. I was too. I watched it about four or five times. <laughs> he sent it to me. So I was like watching it before I told you about it. Also, the interview that, um, fancy will be doing tomorrow will be on our YouTube as well. We are doing a collaboration with her that um, her hangouts are on our YouTube and our YouTube again is swag her mag. So you know how to contact us. Um, remember, you can always contact us. Find out what's on our um, what we have going on on our website, swagher.net, Instagram, quote, swag her, uh, end quote. On face on Instagram and Twitter, it is Swagger Magazine. So we're doing some big stuff, y'all. We have some excellent content. I'm not just biased about this. This is some excellent content that we really want to get out there. I mean, from business tools to just things like that, Martin Luther King to just learning more about other entrepreneurs and people, that, movers and shakers out there in the world. So, yeah. I just want to say I, I'm I'm like proud of all of our teams because even with both Joseph and Tahira, they both contribute to the magazine as well. So Joseph has his blog on the website on the shoulders. So um, that's like a Black History blog. Tahira does a lot of different things pertaining to social injustice and you know like community activism things along the lines of that. So definitely you know check out the website and we have really been just like up in the content. I'm proud of every like everyone has just been really giving more and that's a really good feeling i feel like what we're providing is of more value jessica canty if you all are not following her she um does the lives on instagram especially if you're looking for a job tune into these lives because she's telling you how to tweak your resume you know to make it more uh to make you a more desirable candidate and that is what she does for a living so you know she really knows the ins and outs and we just actually published a, um one of her videos where she's uh sharing tips for if you're interested in getting a government position so i encourage you all to check that out also um on Thursday evening, if I'm not mistaken, Tara Fort Fontenot is going to be doing um, some, she's going to be sharing tips on the Facebook page as far as how to keep accounting lit. So I'm interested to see how that goes because I don't like accounting, but any entrepreneurs out there or other business owners, um, definitely you want to tune into this. And I think that is everything. Y'all, we have, we've been sharing a lot of flyers. It's been a lot to get out. You might see some on Instagram that you don't see on Facebook and vice versa, but we do have a lot going on. So I do encourage you to, you know, just stay tuned. And also don't forget to check us out on Spotify. We would like to get our followers up there. Turn us on and just let it play. Like, you know, play us in your workplace or something. Okay. All right then. So peace and blessings, y'all. Peace and blessings.